This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's being called Plategate. First came the news that the Ford government's new license plates, which were announced with great fanfare, are difficult, if not impossible, to read in certain light conditions. Government and Consumer Services Minister Lisa Thompson was actually laughed at when she first stood to say the plates are, quote, actually very readable. Since then, the government admitted there's a problem and began shifting blame to the manufacturer, with the Premier himself getting involved and asking 3M Canada to take responsibility. And then another disturbing development. The City of Toronto says it was not consulted about these plates. And guess what? Those new photo radar and red light cameras, which are supposed to be instrumental in making our roads safer, also have trouble reading those plates, particularly the crucial word, Ontario. Have a listen. For an officer to lay a charge under the Highway Traffic Act, they need to be able to identify the jurisdiction from which that vehicle came so that, you know, you don't have a plate with the same numbers or letters from, say, New York or Quebec or Ontario. You need to be able to identify the jurisdiction, i.e. the province or the state from which that vehicle comes Okay, well, that, by the way, was city spokesman Brad Ross. What do you think? Do you find this annoying, embarrassing, dangerous? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now let's bring in NDP MPP Jennifer French, who is a critic for the Transportation and Highways, Toronto City Councillor Brad Bradford, Ward 19, the Beaches East York, and Brian Patterson, President of the Ontario Safety League. Thank you all for joining us. Hi. Great to be here. Okay, let's start with Brad Bradford. That was the latest. So the city goes ahead and puts in this network, and and we've been told for a a very long time that the answer for enforcement and making the road safer has to be technology. And guess what? These technologies don't really work together. (laughs) Well, that's right. I mean, uh, the technology piece of enforcement is hugely uh, important. And actually, just at council yesterday, we we approved $160 million uh, in Vision Zero dollars. So I think what this shows is is government decisions really do have major downstream effects and and speaks to the importance of consulting with the different agencies uh, that are going to be working with the new license plates. So our police services, City of Toronto, transportation services, I think that, uh, you know, this, it doesn't need to be a, a political thing, but it is really best practice to consult with key stakeholders when you're making any sort of major changes. Uh-huh. Now you're saying it doesn't have to be political, but, but it certainly seems to be. I mean, do you think, Brad, before we move along to our ne- next guests, um, do you think that this was an oversight or do you think that uh, the province just thinks uh, they don't have to consult Toronto? Uh, I 
you know, I, I wouldn't uh, begin to to sort of uh, suggest their their view on that. But uh, for me, the license plate refresh really seemed like a solution kind of in search of a problem. Um, but when we are going to make these decisions, the consultation is so critical. And uh, whether it's, uh, you know, our Toronto Police Services or Transportation Services, you're hearing from folks across the province that this is a problem. I think at this point, uh, we need to redo. Uh, we need to get it sorted out because uh, we're all working to to make our streets safer, and right now the the legibility of these license plates with the technology um, it is a huge challenge. Jennifer French, do you think this is all political? Oh, I think that this has been a very interesting ride for folks. Um, there are a few issues that I've come across that have um, gathered so much and so quickly the attention of um, just folks across all communities. People see this as um, a, a bit ridiculous and a, a bit, well, and, and this, the, it concerning in terms of safety. These license plates, um, there was so much fanfare when they were announced, um, and they were very clearly exciting to the government and, and you know, PC Party Blue. Um, but there was such haste to get them out um, that 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 seems... It seems to have been self-serving, and unfortunately now, as we are hearing from Toronto, as we are seeing with our own eyes, um, that they have been rolled out without being road tested. So, you know, they say haste makes waste, and literally, uh, in this case, it does. We have, we're hearing reports of the 16,000 perfectly, um, perfectly good old license plates, the former white ones, that were originally going to be utilized. And they have been sent to the scrap heap instead of being phased out. Um, you know, that speaks to the rush and the um, and perhaps the the government's goals rather than the the best the best needs for safety and community. Okay. Um Brian Patterson, what is the the safety issue here, and I gather that there were actually some problems with the old ones, not so much when they come hot off the press, but as uh, as they age, those older plates can become hard to read. Yeah, this is a file that's been uh, kicking around probably five, maybe eight years. Uh, so there was a, uh, I guess, a, a feeling that the plate should be changed about eight years ago. And before they got through that consultation then we had the ones that were bubbling and peeling and the uh, the the vinyl was coming off the vendor took no responsibility under those circumstances and i think ultimately the uh, um, the ministry absorbed the cost meaning you and me paid for the shoddy material that was provided by the vendor and uh, this process was again probably five years in the making so uh, i think it's uh, it's unfortunate I, I don't see it as political. Uh, I see it's purely a safety that uh, we we've got. Uh, uh, we ended up buying all of the uh, uh, the data and engineering from a vendor who you know provided an umbrella that doesn't get, keep the rain out, but it has lots of other features. Well, the other features on this license plate. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. The primary requirement of a license plate for the public is to be able to read it with your eyeball, not to be able to read it with some high-tech equipment, which was going to be yet another purchase required by police to be able to do that. So I think uh, I, I never saw lobbying like we saw from the uh, manufacturer on this product five years ago. So uh, I think uh, they, they 
took a bit of time to get there, but the reality is it is the manufacturer's problem. The manufacturer's got to fix it, and the taxpayers of Ontario shouldn't be paying for it. Okay, uh, Brad Bradford, do you find it at all ironic, uh, you know, when this first came to light, there was immediately news from Highway 407 the saying, don't think you'll get away with anything. Our technology reads it. So it was clear they were consulted where the city of Toronto wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it, I saw that too, and, and it works well with their cameras. Uh, the reality is it needs to work well with all the technology. And to the point just made, um, you know, that is going to be a challenge that the manufacturer is going to uh, to need to rectify, in my view. Um, the point is, the primary purpose of, of license plates is that they need to be legible, and they need to be legible for safety, uh, you know, in the, in the nighttime. And so that's a huge, uh, huge compromise and shortcoming with this design. Um, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but it is sort of mind-blowing to think that you could come to market with a product that would have such a more uh, major shortcoming on the really the fundamental purpose of a license plate. Well, yeah. Uh, Jennifer French, are you confident that this thing is in hand? We heard that the the premier was on the phone to the manufacturer twice. I mean, uh, the the minister, you have to say she did uh, mishandle it at first. There were people actually laughing at her. Are, are you con- convinced that this thing is, is uh, on the road to being fixed? I, I'm convinced of nothing with this government. Um, I do recognize that the the push from the broader community, from safety experts, you know, and from the, the feedback will continue to apply put that pressure on the on the premier and this government to ensure that it is handled. Fundamentally there are safety concerns. Um, those cannot be left um, you know to to just to grow and multiply. Um, so I am I am sure that this government will keep moving forward on a fix because I don't believe that Ontarians would let them get away with anything less. I don't know what that would look like. Um, you know, it was very interesting the first day in the legislature when, you know, I questioned the minister and she came back with, everyone likes them, you know, the plates are great, it's fine. She celebrated the technology. And then there was the reverse course on, you know, the the finger-pointing to 3M. So that's between the government and their partner in terms of who is responsible for what. But when we look at the, you know, the, the prototypes or the plates and, and imagine how they would have been tested once they came up with the design and the material, that is where we need to ensure that any new system or product that is going to, um, you know, be utilized across the province does have... Um, a pathway of actual testing and feedback. Um, there, There is no excuse for that. So that is something that, however this is remedied, and it has to be remedied, people have to be kept safe, it's a chance for the government to also do, you know, that hard look of, as a constituent said to me, this is a government that is ready, fire, aim. And unfortunately, this is another example. Why are we testing after the fact, after they have been rolled out? Mm-hmm. Well, so. it's it's interesting. The minister did say that it was tested. Uh, before we get into that, let me give the numbers out again. I'm very curious to hear from our listeners if they've seen any of these. And just what you make of this whole schmozzle. I mean, you know, looking at it, as as Brad Bradford is saying, this is something that, that should not be political. It, it seems like a straightforward thing, but it's not turning out to be straightforward at all. 
all. So uh, does this change your view of the government? Does it confirm your view of the government? Or is it just one of those things? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. It's being called Plategate, and it's, boy, getting a lot of play on social media. But uh, we'll see if drivers uh, think this is much of an issue. And Brian Patterson, we were talking about the testing. The minister originally said, oh, don't worry, these were tested. What would the normal testing be? And do you know what kind of testing these plates actually received? Well, uh, uh, from the... uh, uh background that we've seen, it's done almost exclusively by the manufacturer. So they're selling the province a widget, and they're attesting to the fact that the widget uh, operates under all conditions effectively and efficiently. And uh, I mean, to my knowledge, there's no independent driver's license test center that, uh, that, that does this. So whatever they provided the government that created that assurity that it was ready to go uh, is why I put the I put the blame on their engineers. Now we can get different engineers to look at it now, and uh, I'm not sure uh, that uh, you would have normally done that. But this is, in my view, I, um, you know, if you work for GM, when your quality control is that shoddy, not only do you have to pay for it, but the uh, end of the line purchaser is going to be standing there making sure you do, and I think that's where we're at here. I don't, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't think they should get the contract for making uh, stop signs or yield signs until we figure this one out. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, Brad Bradford. I mean, sometimes uh, people suggest that there's some kind of. Uh politics when it comes to the awarding of these contracts, but this is the same company that made the plates under previous governments. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not an expert uh, on license plates, that is for sure, but, uh, you know, people have noted that uh, the previous plates, of course, were embossed, uh, and this is a a flat surface. Perhaps it's a different material, Um, but I I do find it quite surprising and and really remarkable that you could come to market with something that wouldn't uh, satisfy the very basic requirements, uh, both from a legibility, from a a person's perspective, so you see something that you want to report, um, you know, in the evening, late at night, uh, some bad driving, you want to call that in, you want to have that ability, but if you can't read the plate, uh, that is going to be infinitely more challenging. And then also with this uh, with this play on technology, that is going to be you know an increasingly important part of enforcement on our city streets. Uh, the fact that you know we're rolling out these programs, and by the way, it's being done in conjunction with the provincial government. They're they're well aware of that, of course. Um, you know when it comes to to photo radar and stoplight cameras, we work hand in hand to be able to do that as a municipality and uh, and to not have plates that are able to be read by the cameras that we are currently purchasing and rolling out on the streets right now. I mean, that's, it's just a huge oversight, but I, I do think to, uh, you know, to the point that Brian was making this, this does come and land at the feet of the manufacturer as well. Um, because those are basic requirements that, that a license plate needs to satisfy. Right. And, uh, they didn't do their job, uh, whatever the procurement process was uh, through the provincial government. Obviously, there's some gaps because we've come to market with plates that, that don't really work. So it has to be rectified. We have to get on with it and we just need to get it fixed and we need to do it now.
Um, let me ask you this, Brian. So uh, Brad Ross, the city spokesman, was saying, you know, they're they're trying to fix it. They're trying to see if they can recalibrate the cameras. But how do you know how easy it is to do that? And the other question is, you know, there's all kinds of technology and there's going to be more technology down the road. So how do you know that, you know, once when when there's some new modality brought in that it's not going to be a problem? Well, you know, uh, as uh, as uh, um, as you know, Libby, I mean, we fought for uh, enforcement cameras on school buses that would read a plate and determine the uh, uh, somebody trying to pass the school bus. Hello, Brian, are you there? School zones. Sorry, so Brian. Brian, the information that came from the manufacturer has been so uh, confusing. Uh, sorry, we lost you there for a bit. Can you repeat that? Oh, I, I, I say it's 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 very disconcerting that the assurances from the manufacturer are completely off in uh, in how they're going to be uh, uh, utilized. I mean, we've got school bus cameras. We're hoping to get rolled out quickly. We've got school zone cameras. And, like, one of the changes was they convinced the province that there was a saving in aluminum by shrinking the plate slightly to meet something they call a North American standard. I, I'm not aware of the standard. I don't know how much aluminum we saved, but it, it's led to the problems with the cameras and the size and the font. So it's a, it's a bit of a mess, and a lot of it sits with 3M. Uh-huh. So I, I remember that, that they said that uh, that the, the, the old plates were oversized well they, they weren't this size they were the size they've been since 1973 mm-hmm. so i'm not really sure how much aluminum we saved the environment by adding to this problem yeah and another interesting thing is that the association of police chiefs have weighed in saying this is a problem jennifer what do you make of that well, I think that as we're hearing from um, frontline officers anecdotally, you know, we saw that on the social media platform that, that sort of um, started this ball rolling uh, with the sergeant in Kingston who posted some photos saying they're virtually unreadable at night. And people started to recognize that they had noticed that they, the same things across their communities. We are hearing from, um, you know, from those who whose job it is to keep us safe. And so when we are hearing that, yes, there's a, a visibility problem, a readability problem that, you know, depending on the lighting, that they're too reflective um, and therefore problematic, it it all is, is pushing in the same direction, and that is that everyone on our streets, everyone across our communities need to be safe. You know, I had, I had uh, quoted Mr. Brian Patterson in, in the legislature as well, you know, who had uh, rightly pointed out that you have to be fairly close to read them with precision, and we know that on our roadways that isn't always the case. You know, so it's mothers against drug driving, different organizations that are coming forward and and pushing for, um, you know, for a plan to keep us safe. Um, that's, I think, if I'm staying in my lane, I am ensuring I'm going to work to ensure that this government comes up with a plan that does uh, keep us safe and and not throw good money after bad. I mean, it is frustrating. Actually, Brian, as you're talking about saving aluminum, I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, throwing 16,000 plates to the scrap heap is, um, is, not, is not helping with the aluminum. Um, but certainly that was a plan. That was something that had 
the government stuck with its original plan to phase out the older model and phase in the new one, we would have had some response time um, as we're, you know, figuring out that there, there are problems. And we don't have that to fall back on. So it needs to be a responsible fix. Um, and it it needs to, we, we need to ensure that people who are out on the roads um, are looking at a product that they can interact with without, you know, some tech, high-tech goggles or, or, you know, cyborg implants, um, because it is families and, and folks on the community streets that, um, that will need to make reports should anything go wrong, and they have to be able to read them. Okay, let's uh, take a call from Case in Caledon. Hi, Case. Hi, good morning. Oh, no, good good afternoon. afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I was following a vehicle last night up Highway 50 north of, uh, up in Caledon here, where it's very dark. And I had no problem reading the plate at all, and I was not, you know, sitting right on his uh, rear end. So, uh, and the other thing is I see lots of plates with people um, on older vehicles, and they're so dirty and they're so rusty that you can't read them at all. And there doesn't seem to be any enforcement on those people to get their their act cleaned up, you know, so... Yeah, yeah that, that's always a problem is, is enforcement on this. And, and I guess that's why it's critical that whatever new technology we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on can read the plates because that's supposed to be enforcement. Yeah. Well, as I said, I was following one last night, very dark area, and I had no problem reading it. So I was, uh, I thought it looked rather nice. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Okay. Okay. Bye. Let's go to Dan in Elmwood. Hello? Hi there. Yes. Go ahead. Well, according to the last caller, these things are just fine, so maybe we're all right. Uh, I was going to say we need to just plan to go back to the old plates. Uh, as far as I know, the goal of switching these plates was a, another ego feed for Mr. Ford. And if, if Mr. Ford's people are listening, drop this particular ego feed and go back to the old plates, please. Thank you. Okay, Dan. Thanks for that. Okay, so, uh, I mean, our first caller said he saw it, and that's that's one of the things that I would think that makes it even harder to test, is that it's not like it's always illegible. It's under certain conditions, Brian. Does that does that make it even harder to get a fix in? Well, that's the, that's the problem. Like, we haven't seen the testing, obviously. But uh, when I try to read a license plate, uh, particularly in the GTHA, you've got three lanes, so if I'm in the center lane, uh, I might be able to read the plate in front of me, but I can't read the plate in the lane to my right or left. That's problematic because uh, uh, clearly um, uh, how we read plates is something that ought to be into the process. And I think they, uh, I think they, uh, um, um, the Ontario Chiefs. I'm a associate member of the Ontario Chiefs, uh, and uh, uh, the um, it, it's very problematic. The, the consultation the police said for example they wanted to have raised lettering because they have had a a number of cases in which the raised lettering has been instrumental in solving a hit and run collision or a pedestrian has been hit so if i'm hit by a dirty plate that has raised lettering the raised lettering is readable on my clothing in in a number of circumstances or it's uh, available to be read on the vehicle that I uh, hit because of the impact. So by the the new plates, uh, I guess you'll just get a muddy smear on the jacket of the pedestrian laying on the road. Wow. 
I mean, these are things that, you know, um, I guess it's a lot more complicated than we would have imagined. And Brad, Bradford, are you confident that this is going to be relatively simple to sort out? Well, I, I think that it's actually, you know, Brian's comments show there that it, it's not that simple. And that is why when we make these sort of changes, uh, consulting with key stakeholders uh, is so important. And, uh, you know, from our end, it doesn't seem like that uh, that ne- necessarily took place here. The bottom line for me here at the City of Toronto is I go door knocking on a regular basis and I don't have residents clamoring for new license plates. But I do have residents clamoring for safer streets. And so this is this is just another example of a problem that we we weren't asking for. But now at the city, it's something that we all need to work on and, and try and sort out. So I'm hopeful that there's going to be a swift resolution. And I, I certainly think that the government needs to turn the screws on the manufacturer uh, and they need to come up with something. And it needs to be quick because, uh, you know, the, the first caller made the point that, that he had no problem seeing it. But that hasn't been everyone's uh, experience. And, and just as a fundamental uh, baseline for a license plate. They they really do need to be universally visible for everyone. And if we're not achieving that, uh, then we're not hitting the mark. Okay. Uh, Jennifer French, again, uh, how are you going to try and make the government uh, accountable on all of this? Well, um, it's, it's the broader community is almost doing that job, you know, not for me, but certainly alongside me. Um, the emails and the phone calls that we have been getting, um, echo much of what uh, what you're seeing on social media um, and from from both of those callers as well you know uh, we are glad that 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 there have not been incidents yet um, where we where we've had safety scares or where we have missed the opportunity to identify you know a vehicle in the event of a of a, an accident or a situation um, we don't want to have safety problems across our community in the wake of this. So I will continue um, alongside everyone in the community to, to push um, for that speedy solution. Um, I, am, I am curious to know what it will look like. So we will, we will hopefully get that answer from the government as, you know, to the, to the comments from my colleagues on the phone. Um, they're working with the manufacturer. We've heard that. Um, but it needs to move forward. The government has to feel that sense of urgency to ensure that when we roll out uh, the plates, whether they look like these or whether they are, are, are changed in some way, that they are that they do their job. A license plate has a basic function. Um, people and now technology need to be able to identify vehicles, and the license plates need to communicate that. The government should understand it and, and hopefully keep our roads as safe as possible as quickly as possible. Okay, and Brian Patterson, what would you like to leave us with? Oh, I think we need, uh, we, we've got lots of bright engineers in this province. We need to get independent engineers of 3M to conduct the uh, study so that we can have confidence in it. And I think we have the ability to do that. We can get back on track uh, in a reasonable time frame, and uh, um, it's not an issue. I Whenever my name's uh, uh, used in Hansard, I'd like the MPP to send me a signed copy. So just for you, Jennifer. Thank you, Mr. Patterson. Okay. Um, thanks very much, Brian Patterson, Brad Bradford, and Jennifer French. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Libby. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.